Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Mikey H, Armando, Nikki B, and Elizabeth. Oh, I like how you said Elizabeth. 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 To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. And thanks for joining us on the 138th. Is that correct? 138 episodes, Carly? That's real. Of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. On this week's episode, we're discussing the films that are basically about zombies. Yep. <laughs> did you write that one? I did. That was me. <laughs> Night of the Creeps and Prince of Darkness. For you new listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. Night of the Creeps is streaming on Crackle, and Prince of Darkness is currently streaming on Shudder, so please check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. But before we jump into these films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Zombieland Double Tap. With an October 11th release date, it's directed by Ruben Fleischer, yeah. who previously directed films like Zombieland, Gangster, Gangster, Gangster Squad, Gangster Squad, and uh, Venom. It's written by Dave Callahan, who wrote The Expendables and the upcoming Wonder Woman film. And it's also written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, who also wrote Zombieland and Deadpool and Deadpool 2. Lots of notes there, Carly. Going for it. I like it. You know. Uh, The IMDb summary is Columbus, Tallahassee, Wichita, and Little Rock move to the American heartland as they face off against evolved zombies, fellow survivors, and the growing pains of the snarky makeshift family. I hadn't seen this one yet. How long has this trailer been out? I think it came out today. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good timing. Yeah. I was like, oh, perfect. Because I was like, what are we going to do? And then I kept seeing people post about this. And I was like, perfect. What are the people saying about it? I don't know. I just saw it on here. Nothing really, like. No opinions. Nothing really stood out. It was just like, watch this. Got it. And how, how did you feel about it? I felt it just seems like the first one. But more. I'm into it. Same. I liked I, the first one. I love the first one. I enjoy it. I think it was the first movie I ever got on Blu-ray. Oh, that's adorable. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. Uh, which makes it seem older than it is. How old is the original Zombie Land? I don't know, but I feel like Abigail Breslin looks exactly the same. Does <laughs> she really? Did you? I mean, you watched the trailer. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the same as what, the first movie? Because I haven't seen the first movie in a while. Well, I, I don't mean, remember how old she looked in that one. Just as she always did, I guess. I don't know. I'm looking it up. 2009. 2009. Jinx. It's been 10 years. There's no way she looks the same. 
She was a little kid in the first she one. Was. She was a little kid. She was just a little girl. Her face looks the same, though. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I rewatched uh, Little Miss Sunshine fairly recently, and I was like, oh, my God, she was such a little. I feel so old. That movie was so fucking good. And she's so cute in it. Yeah, she really is. Um, but about Zombie Land, what is it? Double Tap? Double Tap. Um, I think it looks really good. I think it looks really funny. Uh, I'm into it. I don't know how different it's going to be than the original. I kind of like, I don't know. I don't know why, but this one's okay. This one I I enjoy a lot. It's it's, it's well on theme because it's zombie movies I enjoy. Totally. Um, (laughs) With the rest of this episode, I mean. (laughs) Yeah, no, and it just looks, it looks fun. It looks silly. It looks like I'm going to go to the theater and have a good time. I'm looking at the IMDb cast and it looks like Bill Murray's back and Dan Aykroyd. So I don't know how uh, he must be a a zombie again. He's got to be. Again? Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting. I laughed out loud when Thomas Middleditch showed up. Yeah, (laughs) when they're like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> playing the, uh, the Jesse same. Eisenberg yeah. doppelganger because you know how often I confuse those two people <laughs> like all the time and I'm sure I'm not alone no you're not alone so uh I thought that was pretty awesome I uh I really enjoyed that a lot although I didn't really feel that way about Luke Wilson no me either. and Woody Harrelson like they're so the same no it was just like okay well they're dressed the same but then when yeah uh, Thomas Middleditch walked around the corner. I was like, okay, that's funny. That's hilarious. I'm, that's I LOL'd for sure. There was <laughs> there was laughing out loudness happening. Uh, I'm into it. I'm in, I want to watch it. Let's do it. I can't wait. Same. Same. That'll that'll be an in theater experience for me for sure. Oh, absolutely. Cool. All right. Are we ready to get into it? Yeah, let's just do this. Let's just do this now. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so hot. I'm melting. So if I just pass out, I'm sliding off my chair point, in a very disgusting way right now. If like you a lose fucking me at any slug. point during this this podcast, continue without me. <laughs> just keep going. I just keep. I can't keep going without you. I'll have to drive up to LA to rescue you. It's true. I'll be dead. <laughs> Oh my god, please don't die. Four hours to get here. Oh my god. I hope not. Traffic must have died down by now. Okay, let's go. Thursday's nuts. Okay. Um, The first movie that we are going to be talking about is 1987's Prince of Darkness. Written and directed by John Carpenter. And do I really need to let you all know where he wrote and directed? Oh, I'm here. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I'm talking. It it literally, I heard you say John Carp, and then you stopped. Everybody's favorite fish director. (laughs) He's the best of all the fish. The best of all the fish. I'm sorry. Continue, please. Um, well, you threw off my flow. I'm sorry. Continue. How dare you? We'll just edit my craziness out. Um, okay, 1987's Prince of Darkness, written and directed by the one and only John Carpenter. Uh, the IMDb summary is, a research team finds a mysterious cylinder in a deserted church. If opened, it could mean the end of the world. The end of the world. Oh my god. So this was both of our first viewings? Yeah. I think, yes. Um, 
And I mean, it's John Carpenter. It's good. It is. I had fun with it. And I honestly yelled, Grandpa, <laughs> when, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> what? You didn't have the same reaction? How dare you? Grandpa. Uh, when, when Victor Wong came out, he's the grandpa in Three Ninjas, <laughs> Colt Forever, by the way. I thought of, of Big Trouble in Little China. No. Three Ninjas. Three Ninjas is not a movie I remember, really. Oh. I mean, I know I've seen it, but I don't really... It was not a movie I've seen multiple times. Oh, I had the biggest crush on Colt in my life. I watched that movie so many times. And then there was also Three Ninjas Knuckle Up and uh, <laughs> the Three Ninjas Kick Back. That's it. I had a different Rocky, though. Anyway... Um. <laughs> You're so funny today. Thanks. Um, I I did not have that reaction, no. Um, but I did enjoy this movie. I think it's um, it does not feel like it's at the height of John Carpenter's career. Um, it feels like maybe it was one of the first movies he made. It's not. It was made very much at the height of his career. Mm-hmm. Um. It does not even really feel like a later 80s film to me. It feels almost like a 70s film almost. It, it totally um, does. I told you when I, I've, I've watched this movie and I started a little too late at night and so I fell asleep and the entire time I was looking at uh, the main character, the blonde guy, I just felt like I was watching a 70s porno. Yeah, I mean, it. it I don't know why it feels so 70s, but it really does. Um, it's It's not... My favorite John Carpenter movie, but I did enjoy it. I mean, it's, it's perfectly all right. It is it's perfectly not, all right. It's not the one I would pick. You know, if if we were like, oh, let's watch a John Carpenter movie, this would not be one of the ones I would pick. No, mine either. And it's also, it's part of the Apocalypse trilogy that he did, which are, uh, the other two films in it are The Thing mm-hmm. and In the Mouth of Madness. Yeah. Um, we've discussed In the Mouth of Madness before, obviously. We haven't done The Thing yet, which is something I'm dreading, because how do you pay any kind of homage to that film? Uh, I'm, I'm terrified of ever covering that film. <laughs> but um, this is definitely in the, the lower rung of the trilogy, for sure, for me. I would agree. And I, I remember thinking or wondering... Um, if it was somehow in the, in the mouth of madness realm, because the, um, like the posters are kind of similar with the stretched, the stretched face. Yeah, you're right. They are totally. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this. Um, I definitely enjoyed it more upon my second watching when I, after I fell asleep. Um, sure. But I, I agree with you. It would not be my first pick for uh, John Carpenter movies. Um, I think it's super fun. I think I'm happy that I saw it. Um, but I would definitely go go a different route. I could have done with some more gore, mm-hmm. a little bit more action. The uh, I think the story is interesting enough. Yeah. Uh, I liked the idea of it. I liked uh, it's different. Um, and both of the today's films that we're discussing are kind of like zombie movies but not yeah they're um about i don't know it's like aliens <laughs> i think also they both have aliens right yeah. they're extraterrestrial uh involvement in our world which creates zombies 
but they're not even so yeah and it's not even it's not quite the traditional zombie and they both have things shooting into your mouth night that's true that's very true carly they both have things shooting out of their mouths to get you yeah and there's also no eating of people as a traditional zombie tends to do true very true so it's just more like the undead i guess more than a zombie the possessed. A traditional zombie, I guess. Yeah. I kept on thinking of street trash because they kept on, like, showing all the people <sighs> in the alley. <laughs> Why were you thinking of street trash? You were thinking of street trash on purpose? Not, well, no. I mean, it just <laughs> happened. It wasn't a conscious effort of got thought. It. <laughs> it just jumped in my mind. <laughs> I got, I did get very excited about seeing a word processor yeah, oh, again. Yeah. It's been forever since I've seen a word processor. Agreed. I mean, what a what a phenomenal in- invention. What a thrill that was. What a thrill. <laughs> Those were great. I kind of wish I had a word processor now cuz you know, do you ever want to just type something up and have it in your hand, you know? And maybe you don't have a printer. Just get a, <laughs> or typewriter. a typewriter. I would want a typewriter. <laughs> or a word processor. There's really no reason to have a word processor anymore. They're big and they're clunky and they're wonderful. They are, I think, kind of wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I liked how uh, Donald Pleasant's uh, character also has the name Loomis in this film. How lovely. I was going to say, because in like all of the, um, like in the credits, and if you look on IMDb, he's just credited as print or priest. And mm-hmm. but then I, I watched it with subtitles and I was like, oh, my God, Loomis. They do call him Father Loomis yes. a couple times. Yeah. And I got yeah. excited. Very exciting. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't I, I don't feel like this is a fully formed thought. Like, I feel like it's a gathering of ideas. Um, I agree. Th- this was in between Big Trouble and They Live. Is that right? Mm, yeah. I feel yes, like it was just so. kind of like, let's make this movie. It's in my brain. Yeah. Let's get it I out. I mean, I just wish it was maybe a little bit more time spent on the script yeah. because I think it could have been better in terms of writing. Uh, there's a lot of like character development in the beginning that doesn't really matter yeah. much. Um, so it would have been nice if that evolved a little bit more organically. Um I don't really know why we care about this woman who has difficulty committing to men. Like, I don't, there's no real reason for it. There's no real reason for that whole, um, her and this guy with the mustache thing. You know what I mean? Like, at the end, it was kind of nice that something happens with that. But I don't know that we needed to spend so much time on it, because I don't think it really assisted the story at all. I was actually really confused because it felt like two different movies mm, from when I had bit. started it to when I like picked back up. I felt like I was watching a different movie and I had to like make sure that I was watching the right movie because it was so it was so different. It really I mean, didn't it's, matter. It's not completely dissimilar to Flatliners in that we have these very intelligent students that are working towards a common goal. Um 
right? Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of has a Flatliners feel to an extent. Sure. Yeah. I think maybe if they cut down on how many characters there were, I don't think there needed to be that many people. I didn't even know what half those people did. Uh, me um, either. It was just like, oh, where'd he go? Oh, home. He went home. I didn't even know half the characters' names. No. Um, I'm not even sure half the characters had names. Um, so I think, you know, a little bit of editing in the script would have gone a long way. Because, again, it's a really cool idea. Yeah. Uh, I think that there's some really interesting things happening. Uh, I would love to see a remake of this. I think this is a great candidate for a remake. Because a lot of good ideas, not fully actualized. And let's do it. You know, instead of remaking all these awesome movies that people already love. I agree. And I mean, hey, they already remade the thing. So why not this? And John Carpenter himself even said that he would have liked to make a sequel to this film. Let's so, do it. I mean, why not? Come on, people. I did like the end. I did too. Um, a lot. I liked the, um, so there's this dream that they keep having which is like this is a broadcast it's not a dream (laughs) super creepy i thought that was probably one of the creepiest parts of the movie was anytime one of these people fell asleep they had a broadcast that the aliens put in their brains i agree and you find out it's from the future um 1999 (laughs) the the future past yeah whoops (laughs) um i loved that and I loved how it kept cutting out before it said the year. Um, I don't know. It's it's clever. Alice Cooper's in it. It's true. So that you got that. And uh, it's like the one thing that everybody said when I was like, "Oh, I'm watching this movie." Oh, yeah. Alice Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know he used the bike impalement trick on his stage show? After no that? way. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really I, cool. I. I I like Alice Cooper. My husband loves Alice Cooper like a lot. And I've I've seen him live before and I would have that would have been cool to see his bike impalement trick in a awesome. live show. Yeah, it would have been very sweet. Um so I I made Tony watch this cuz I was like Alice Cooper's in it and he was like, "All right, I'll watch it." He's like, "I'm in." <laughs> um but yeah, I mean I don't know what else really to say about it. It's a good one. It seems like a lot of our listeners really like it. Um I will say that one character that turns into the creature thing with the skin falling off mm-hmm. was very creepy and well, well d- done, done in the makeup. Yeah. yeah. Especially for like, a movie that was kind of lacking in that area. I mean, it made Freddy Krueger look handsome. <laughs> He's beautiful. Like she... <laughs> Like, she looked nasty. Yeah. And she was smiling, and she, like, didn't have teeth, or I don't know what was up with her mouth, but it was freaking me out. It was and really was, wild. It, it is wild. I was super into it. I would have loved more of that, because that's the best part of John Carpenter, let's be real, are, like, he has some of the best practical effects and makeup design in film. Like, I mean, we could have done with so much more of that, especially with how many people were affected. Mm -hmm. Get rid of some of that bug stuff, because who cares, and put a lot more fucking weird makeup shit, you know? I agree. Could have done with a lot of that. I also liked that there was, um, there was a good amount of, of, um, 
What's the word I'm looking for? I forgot. Brain fart. <laughs> It'll come to me. Diversity. There's a good amount of diversity in this film. It was. I was a little weirded out by some of Walter's lines, though. Oh, yeah. Walter has um, some horrible lines. He had this weird something about a homosexual panic. Yeah. Um, At first, I thought maybe he was supposed to be a gay character. So did, uh, that made me think the rest of the movie. And then he kept like saying to that girl, like, oh, you really are Asian or you could be Asian. No, yeah. you're not Asian. Which was really weird. And then he said something about Chinese food. It was just very strange. And like it stood out to me a lot for some reason. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't really know what his deal was. I didn't really even. I mean, I knew his jokes were inappropriate, but I'm not sure that I understood why they were inappropriate. I just didn't understand the jokes to begin with, except for that they were (laughs) all like central around like. I mean, they were obviously jokes on race. Yeah, and, but they didn't and make homosexuality, any sense. but I didn't understand what the jokes were. Yeah. Like I, I don't know if they were very 80 centric and maybe they're just over my head because I'm I was born in the 80s, but I don't remember it very well. Um, I don't know. But uh, none of those jokes landed for me. I understood like I, none of it. <laughs> none of it. I was like, is that inappropriate? I don't know. I, like, I don't. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I was like, I'm not offended, but like, I don't get it. But I feel like I should be, but I'm not sure. What's happening? Why does he keep saying that to that poor girl? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, his his dialogue was very strange. But I mean, it was nice to see um, Professor Barak, Mm -hmm. who I thought, you know, I don't know. They could have made that character very offensive. And it's really, I thought, awesome to see, I don't know, the stereotypes not even really making a place in this movie like it's 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 well done it is i mean there's people of color and they're it's not at all what you see in 80s movies a lot so it is kind of nice i mean other than the the weird jokes that i didn't get yeah and then someone said caca and i was like did people really say that oh my god he said caca like seven times in a row and i laughed every single time i that was one of my notes i was like is that a thing that people say or said for real Uh, i don't know because it was happened a lot in this movie i think it should be let's go for it i can't even say it right like you can't say caca? caca It is hard to say caca. It's, yeah, it's a weird. <laughs> it's an, it, I, I was, I was gonna like shame you for what you said. And then when I said it, I was like, no, that is very weird yeah. to say. It is. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right either. <laughs> That's a bunch of caca. I don't know. It's so strange. Oh my God. So much caca in this movie. So much. Um. I also really enjoyed the set design in this film, which I thought was beautiful, especially the church and, um, I don't know, just in general, I thought the set design was really beautiful. I agree. Very well done. It was fun, I think. It was fun. I would watch again. Yeah, oh, absolutely, it, I would. But uh, not not my all-time favorite, John Carpenter. Not even really in the running, but still enjoyable nonetheless. Totally. If someone was like, oh, I'm going to put this on, I'd be like, okay, cool. Okay, cool. Let's watch it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right. Are we ready? Oh my god. I'm. I'm there's like sweat butt marks all over my chair right now. It's it, the struggle is real. It is yeah. so hot. Quite toasty. <sighs> Oops. Here, let me drink some more wine. That'll help, right? Yes. 
Okie dokie. Moving right along. Moving right along. Moving right along. That is not the year of that film. Oops. That wasn't me. It was me. Uh, Two, Night of the Creeps from 1986, written and directed by Fred Decker, who you may remember as director of Monster Squad. He also wrote House 1 and 2 and the Predator remake. Uh, The IMDb summary is alien brain parasites entering humans through the mouth turn their host into a killing zombie. Some teenagers start to fight against them. Carly. Yes. Was this your first time watching this? You weren't sure. It was. And? It was so fun. Isn't it one of the best? Yeah. It was a blast. I was a little bit jealous that you hadn't watched it because I sometimes feel like there's no 80s movies left like this that I haven't seen. Oh, it's so fun. It's just so good. It's, It's just so lovely. If you haven't seen this movie, do yourself a fucking favor and watch this movie. You should. It is... It's a once a year watch for me. It's so fun and it like flows really well. It's got the perfect like amount of 80s. It's it takes place in college, right? Yep. But like it keep it feels kind of high schooly with like the bullies yeah, like and things. Yeah, they're like freshmen. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say it has like the perfect like 80s high school vibe even though it takes place yeah. in college, but like I don't know. It's just it's so much fun. It's so much fun. The effects are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love the practical effects in this. Uh, the acting is fantastic. We have Tom motherfucking Atkins, like, killing it. Yeah. This whole movie. And I I mean, I just love him so much in this. Um, basically, everything about this movie is a win for me. The things that don't make sense are still perfect, and I love them just the way they are. I love this movie just the way it is. For all of its glory and faults, and it's just the dialogue is some of the best dialogue put to film, period. And I stand by that comment. One of my favorite things is when um, I think it's like the detective says their full names and it's like Romero, Carpenter, Cronenberg, (laughs) Raimi, like... Yeah, they all have horror director names. And it's just like, oh, God. Cynthia Cronenberg. Chris Romero. uh, One of the cops. Last name is Raimi. Yep. Christopher Romero, James Carpenter Hooper. (laughs) Got two two in there. I love that the the janitor is Mr. Minor. Yes. (laughs) It's so good. It's just lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited that you liked it. I mean, I knew you would, but... Imagine I hated it. <laughs> I don't even you... know what I would have... I can't even, oh. like, think of what I would have hated, though. It was just so fun. Like, if you didn't like this, we might have had our end our friendship. We would have broken up. It, we might have had to, because the... I don't even know how to function. I, I You would, like, not be the person I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> the band would have broken up, guys. I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> You're a stranger. You're a stranger to me. um but yeah i have like i have a pin on my little horror jacket that says thrill me with a little phone on it it's my favorite one oh my god yes because how many times this movie does he say thrill me it's like thrill me mister what's it like my the end one is my favorite one yeah when chris says it yeah yeah it's just (sighs) so this movie starts out 
and we are in outer space. Duh. And every single, it doesn't matter how many times I see this fucking movie, every single time I forget that it starts in outer space. <laughs> I was every like, is this outer time. space? <laughs> Am I in space? I'm like, wait, why are we in space? Oh, yeah, we start in space. Because it make it, it, there's no reason for it. No. There's zero reason for us to be in space. Mm-mm. But it's so, it's great. It really sets off the tone of the film that you're about to experience. And these aliens with their little butts running around is so cute and wonderful. And I just love it because it makes no sense. It's so unnecessary and it's the best thing ever. It really is. So there's one alien and he's running around and there's another aliens chasing him, shooting at him. And he's got some kind of something and he throws it out of the spaceship fuck this thing i found on the spaceship and it lands on earth and it's slugs i think right yes alien slugs alien slugs these alien slugs go into your brain yep they infest your brain yep beat off your brain and you walk around while they're doing this and then you die and then more slugs come out because the slugs incubate the baby slugs incubate in your brain and then they come out. And then so you're like a really dead zombie. zombies. I mean, they're going to kill you. They'll try and kill you. I mean, technically. But just because they want to incubate in your brain, it's not like really malicious. They're just trying to populate their species. That's true. <laughs> but they're still kind of zombie. They're the undead, so they're zombies. Right. I mean, there's zombies and they're, they're called not, zombies. They're not flesh-eating zombies. But they're not like they're the traditional Romero zombies. zombies. They're slug alien zombies. Very different than Romero zombies. Ooh, just like to be Slither. clear. I didn't even think about that until I yes, said you know, when I <laughs> zombies. When I was watching it, I'm like, why didn't we do this movie with Slither? Oh, Although it works really well with Prince of Darkness, too. I mean, they're both kind of similar in that it's an alien intervention creation of zombies i love slither i haven't seen it in a really long time we will get to that one i would love to do that one amazing um so the alien slugs are on earth but we're in the 50s uh for whatever reason again not really necessary but let's do it it's in black and white i love it i love that it's in black and white this movie starts (laughs) so much and and our detective. Yeah. We have baby Tom Atkins, not played by Tom Atkins, thank God, because that would be weird. It would be. But <laughs> <laughs> baby Tom Atkins and the love of his life who gets killed by one of these zombies, mm-hmm. supposedly. Um, and then flash forward to the 80s, where... We're in color now. We're in color. It's the 80s. And we, ha- we meet our two heroes... Chris and JC, and I love this relationship between Chris and JC. Very good character writing in this film. I agree. There's an evolution. There's some good friendship. The dialogue is light and nice. There's some great friendship, friendship, and it's so real. Their friendship is beautiful. Yeah. Their friendship is so beautiful. I would have been okay if there was no girl, and it was just their bromance the whole film. I like it. Slightly homoerotic, just the right touch of it, I think, personally, from for my taste. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Cheers to JC. Cheers. Because I feel like JC might might have a little bit of a crush on Chris. It's very possible. I could see it. I because he's so unafraid of women. 
you know? It's true. He And he's unafraid of anyone. I mean, he just goes for it. He's just a fearless kind of guy. Yeah. That's just how JC goes. I like that about know? him. JC don't fuck around. He don't care. He don't. They don't call him James Carpenter Hooper for nothing. They don't. There's He um, earned those names. It's true. All of them. All of them. So, I, and their friendship is lovely. And I mean, it's great. It really is. Just all in all, this movie is lovely. Now, let's talk about Tom Atkins. The whole reason we're here today yeah. is Tom Atkins because he is just fantastic. Yeah. Perfect performance. Did you know Tom Atkins said that this is his favorite movie he did? Really? Yes. He loved doing this movie. That makes he me loved, so happy. He loved the cop car he got to drive around in, and who wouldn't? <laughs> he loved the dialogue. He said it was so seamless. He'd come on set, and he just felt, he just went with it, and he felt so natural, and it, everything felt organic to him. I just, I really love that, that he loved it so much. It just, I mean, it, it shows in the movie, I feel like. Um, that he's just having a good time? Yeah, well, that everybody yeah. is. Yeah, yes. You know? Yeah. I love the scene where he just goes uh, up to the... F- he, I mean, he's such a, a testy kind of guy. Yes. You know, he's a no-nonsense, alcoholic, tough guy cop. But he still stops to smell that rose, Carly. He still stops <laughs> to smell the rose. Oh, yes, he does, Amy. We should all take a note from Tom Atkins. And smell and that, was, smell that rose. That was an actor choice, okay? That was not in the script. That was a Tom Atkins fucking choice he knows to stop character. and smell that rose. He gets it. <laughs> he does. Um, there are some really amazing lines in this movie. One being, uh, he just has all of them, too. I mean, he has, I'd say, 90% of the great lines. He says, I'm going to play... Poop Patrol with your nightstick. I, I was like, did that just happen? It ju- I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. I repeated it like 20 times and then cried. Pretty sure that was a thing that he said. I just love it so much. I also love how like um, that uh, Cynthia's character, like the Bradster, who's like the bad guy, you know, I love, first of all, his vanity plate on his car says the Bradster. <laughs> he refers to himself as the Bradster, and he's just generally the worst human being the worst. In, in the planet. Yeah. And anyway, the, when Cynthia's telling him off, she does the, like, you know, turn a pretend crank around her hand, and her middle finger comes up, and then there's an audience that bursts into applause. <laughs> because why not? My goal in life is to do that someday, and then people all applaud for me. Take note, guys. I'm. If we ever do a live show, I'm going to walk out on stage. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to expect everyone to burst into applause. And if they don't, I will just leave. And then and it'll I be, be a very really disappointing hour for me. <laughs> <laughs> Were we gonna do a whole hour? I don't know how long oh. that. How, how long they do those for <laughs> how intimidating i would i don't know i could talk for an hour i think i mean we do it every week there was a moment in the film 
where they're going to the fraternity because they think to impress Cynthia, they have to be become part of this fraternity. And the fraternity tells, you know, says that they need to do something. And he's like, oh, oh no, do I have to have sex with a farm animal? And they're like, no, more challenging than that. You have to get a dead body and put it at the rival fraternity's lawn. And then, of course, Amy's like, mm, is that more is challenging? That more challenging? Is it, though? And immediately texts me, and, and she's like, social media question of the week. Is it more physically challenging? Maybe. But is it, though? I don't know. It should certainly be more morally challenging, I would think. I would hope. I mean, I don't, I don't know, Carly. I don't know the answer, but he is so sure of himself that I have to question it. More challenging than that. What is more challenging? So, of course, that's a Twitter poll. We will reference that later. Yep. Stay, stay because tuned, Because I, I must know the answer. Stay tuned. What, what truly is more challenging? I can't take the Bradster's word for it. I don't I'm think not the Bradster trust him. knows anything. I'm not going to trust his moral judgment. No. Bradster I don't can't know be trusted. I, no. I don't. Can our listeners be trusted? Yes. Do our listeners have a good moral compass? They like us, so I'm thinking probably no. They like us, and they warn me about animal things. Oh, well, I guess that's true. So, yes. I'm so glad that our college didn't have a fraternity. I just want to say that out loud. Oh, my God. Me too. God, that would have been awful. That would have been weird. Yes. So weird. So, I have a question. There's a part in the movie where we find out Tom Atkins killed the guy that killed his girlfriend right yeah and buried him and he he so obviously he he knows the answer to the poll he admits to murder he confesses to murder to a young college kid (laughs) confesses to it yeah just outright i killed a guy and buried him (laughs) and that kid's like really why are you confessing to murder right now (laughs) why are you telling me this so later, I have to go to class. That, that corpse rises from its grave into because a house has been built on top of it. Now it's the it's the housewoman for the sorority. It's her cottage, and a a zombie busts through her floor with an axe in his hands. And that leads me to wonder: Did Tom Atkins bury this corpse with the axe with the murder that weapon. he used to kill his girlfriend? The answer is yes. And my question, thank you, Haley. Haley also says yes. And my second question to you then is, why? He probably killed him with with the axe, right? You think he killed him with the axe that the zombie used to kill his girlfriend? He took it from him and killed him with it. Yeah, and then was like, I don't need this anymore. I accept it. Great answer. Thank you, Carly. You're welcome. What are the statute of limitations for murder? forever do you know i think that's the thing that's like (laughs) that doesn't go away that's not like ooh, you're just so should we be somewhat concerned that he murdered this guy and he's now confessing to it i mean we should be but i guess the 80s isn't okay he's also does not seem concerned about this no he's like i killed a guy once it was fine (laughs) he's like i killed a guy once but that's not the point of the story the point of the story is exactly (laughs) that they're not dead anymore, and they're walking around and stuff. That's the guy I murdered. He's back. He's back. 
there's also uh, a couple uh, actors that if you see them, you recognize them and they have small roles in this movie and I love it. One being um, Dick Miller, who you may remember as, you know, he's in gremlins he's in the howling he's in he's like he's like the guy that's in a bunch of stuff yeah i love that he's in this very much so he plays the cop that's behind the scenes and gets him the flamethrower oh yeah (laughs) i love that he's in that that's a great uh i was i appreciated that that tool Right? Yeah, a lot. I love that. Now, question, because do cops really have access to flamethrowers? In the 80s? So it's my answer to everything. You know, (laughs) is it your answer to everything? In the 80s, they did. And David Paymer's in it, too, who is another actor that if you see him, you're like, oh, yeah, that's the guy from The Thing. He's the he's the guy that is the scientist that's working at the school and gets killed by the first zombie. Oh, um, never, do you ever know their names? He is in. Oh yeah yeah the, yeah totally. He's in the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yep. He's in Get Shorty. He's in the American President. He's in all sorts of movies and shows. If you see him, you're like, oh yeah, that guy. A hundred percent. If you if you see him, you know him because I even noticed him in in the thing, but I didn't know that that was his name. So yeah. I had to look it up. He's I looked in up Drag Me to Hell. Yes, you know he's in a he's in a lot of great stuff. He's in a ton, a ton of things. He's that guy from that movie. He's that guy from that movie. Yeah. They both are. Or that show, because he's also done a lot of television. That's true. Um, everyone in this movie is well cast. All the acting is awesome. Um, I'm, I'm. I'm, it's just one of my favorites of all time. I love it so much. I do too now. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you loved it. I really did. I really did. <laughs> I'm so glad. It makes me so happy. <laughs> um, it's just, I don't know. It's just, whenever we do movies I love this much, I don't know how to to, to pay them the respects they deserve. The makeup is like amazing. I, for yes, sure. it's by the the special effects are by the same uh, by the same guy that did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, um, and all of the frat guys in the movie were in the special effects crew. Oh, that's so, cool! Like, all those weird uh, college guys, college frat guys that had mustaches and looked a little <laughs> too old to be in college, those were all the special effects guys. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> the end, totally... and they they did it that way because they. Um, they wanted to like save a little bit of time, so they made their own face masks and did their own makeup on themselves. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, I so it worked that. out. It worked out just fine. Uh, the end reminded me of Arachnophobia with the, a little bit the basement. Really, is sure. it and the fire? Yes, but then but then the slugs go into the cemetery. Yeah, they so explode out of the head splits into. There's a lot of heads yeah. head splitting into. Yeah, because that's where the slugs incubate. I loved when um, the chick was getting attacked by the zombie and he's like getting the lawnmower ready and then he's like, move. And then like she can't get away this whole time and then all she has to do is like put her hand on on this guy's face (laughs) and like roll away. (laughs) So that whole scene is hilarious to me. It it feels really out of place because it was added at the last minute. I guess test audiences thought that 
that area of the film needed a little bit more action. Mm. So they went back and filmed it. Um, I think with the amount of space, I think the, uh, the, the marking of that, that whole scene, uh, this, the the shed is incredibly small. I've never seen a shed that small in my entire life. No. (laughs) And, And, I don't know. The whole way it's laid out is awkward. And if you watch that scene again, like just the way that they're moving is so like not natural or realistic in any way. But that's part of the charm. It is part of the charm. I was like, I accept this. Even though I like definitely noticed it as being extra. I was like, yeah, it's okay. I accept it. I also like I mean there's there's lots of inconsistencies like that. There's also like why is JC able to like record himself with all these changes happening and leave him a recording of what happened to him? Like why how is that a thing but not everyone else instantly becomes like weird slug zombies? Yeah. Like, there's I mean there's a lot of little inconsist- inconsistencies like that, but, but it's I fine. again, it's such a fun quirky movie that it doesn't really matter no, to it me. Doesn't. Uh, it's, it's just so enjoyable. It's just one of those 80s, lovely, classic, wonderful, watch anytime kind of films. Agreed. All right. Did you know the the first idea that Fred Decker had for this film was he woke up in the middle of the night with the, uh, the phrase thrill me in his head and he thought, okay, who says thrill me? And it's a cop who picks up the phone. Okay, and the cop picks up the phone and says thrill me. And then what is the topic of that conversation? Well, obviously some kind of murders happened. Okay, well, and then, you know, he just stemmed from there. But really this whole script stemmed from the phrase thrill me. So I just love that it's such a big part of this movie. And it's such a big part of of the film in general, the way people remember this movie. Like that's the catchphrase of the movie. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> just all in all two thumbs up i love it two enthusiastic yes. thumbs oh my up God, i was thinking that too two very enthusiastic <laughs> thumbs up fine holiday as, fun or fine as mr fun. birkenstock would say exactly. in the lovely film clueless oh. totally related to this fine family fun. <laughs> okay so we did have a social media poll we did do you want to read the question, Miss Carly? I do. Okay. Okay. Did I find it? Please hold. There it is. Okay. Our viewing of Night of the Creeps leads us to a very deep and philosophical social media question this week, lovelies. What's more challenging, stealing a dead body or making love to a farm animal? I said making love because I, I, I didn't want to make it sound dirty. Kinky. No, yeah. Yeah, no. It's, it's very honorable. Um, so I guess we're in the minority, kind of. 39% um, have voted that farm animal. Oh, no, we're right. Sorry. I'm at 42% right now oh. at, at farm animal being the most challenging. True. Uh, dead body is winning that that least challenging Correct. with a twenty three percent. And what the fuck is wrong with you with a thirty five percent? I respect those numbers. I mean, that is fine. I see it too now. I appreciate it. Here, here, people. Um, but yeah, there's uh, we also have some some pretty nice comments. People seem um a little shook by the question. Some people do. <laughs> Should we have an intervention here? <laughs> 
<laughs> Some people are unsure. Um, but I, I, my favorite, I think the winning comment and the only comment I feel the, the need to repeat is Justin from Horror Business who wrote, there are no right answers, exclamation points, multiple of them. And then he says, farm animal. <laughs> uh, here, here. To that. So thanks for answering my my question, lovelies. I, is, it's as we sus- suspected, making love to a farm animal is way more challenging than stealing a dead body. Yeah, I appreciate that um, our, our question was uh so so warmly accepted <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that also that we were validated well we in our concern we, we know our listeners and we we know what they can handle carly it's true which is a lot by the way because they true. can handle us and that's also very difficult they're the best they are the best i agree uh and to reward our lovely listeners uh we're going to be doing another patreon uh live watch Yay event aren't we yes if you're not familiar we do live watches on an app called rabbit and it's for our patreon subscribers but it's very easy to become a patreon subscriber you just find us on there final girls Horrorcast, when you go on patreon.com and even if you just subscribe for a dollar a month or just for one month and then cancel. If you want to try it out, we do uh, a live watch about every month. Sometimes we're a little slow. Um, but it's a good time. We watch. We type while we watch. Um, we usually f- find a movie that's god-awful and make fun of it together. That's yeah, a good time. It's a blast. And we always have a blast doing that. It's true. Our listeners are very funny. Yeah. We enjoy spending time with them. So go on and check us out on Patreon and see... Uh, if you want to join us this week, or not this week, um, but probably the first week in August, right, Carly? Yeah, one of the first two weeks of August. We, soon, um, soon. Tell us if there's like a date that works best. We usually do it. Um, we usually do it sometime during the week um, in the evening-ish. Yeah, we try to do it early evening for us West Coasters and later, a little bit later for you East Coasters. And if you're in another country and you want to join us, let us know what time works for you. Mm-hmm. Because we have to figure out how all that works. True. Yeah. That's a fact. I know we have some some uh, listeners across the pond, and I want to make sure that we include them as well. Yeah. I think the, the past few have been at like 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard. Yes. So. Which I think works out well for most people. Because so even if you're on the East Coast, nine's not that late to watch a movie. Yeah. Um, so that's great. We haven't picked a movie this time. So if you have any suggestions, uh, feel free to hit us up. Um, we're going to be doing a game show too, at some point. Mm -hmm. There's this, uh, podcast that enjoyed, uh, that enjoyed, that invited us on. It's called Filmly Fortunes. That's going to ask us some trivia questions about movies. Oh, don't more on that when it's when it's booked. Uh, we're we're working on doing a recording soon for that, so hopefully that would be relatively soon. But more on that when it happens. It'll be so fun. Uh, God, maybe. I hope we don't suck at I it. I mean, I'm pretty sure we're going to suck at it. But I'm, I'm pretty. I'm get some wine or maybe some kombucha. <laughs> you know, make it interesting. Yeah, I really don't know what to expect from that, but we'll we'll definitely let you know when that's up, so you can check it out. Um, 
I don't know. What else? Oh, well, you have anything fun going on with you, Carly? What you? What were you up to this week? Uh, nothing. It's been a weird week and like lots yeah. of like stop and go. And I didn't get to watch the movies until like later in the week, which is weird. Mm. Um, last weekend I saw Return of the Jedi in uh, this beautiful amphitheater in oh. LA, which was a lot of fun. That sounds nice. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I did things the other two days, but I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what they were. <laughs> they weren't that great, apparently. No, they were. They were super fun, but I don't know what they were. I finally finished Stranger Things. I still haven't. I'm like on episode three. Oh, finish it. Okay. I mean, I think it's great. I enjoyed the whole season. I really like it, but I got stuck in Gossip Girl and I can't stop <sighs> watching it. How are you? You're still enjoying Gossip Girl then, oh I'm God, guessing. I stayed up till like 2 a.m. last night because I couldn't turn it <laughs> off. What's that Blair up to? Um. Well, her and Dan have started seeing movies together. Oh, no. Yeah. Watch out, Serena. <laughs> are you team Blair or team Serena? It changes. I'm team Chuck. <laughs> For being but that honest. must change too. No, right? e- except for the first season where Chuck is like an asshole. I oh, like he's so awful. Understand him and like, like I, I feel like he's the only one that makes any sense consistently. Nate's an idiot. He takes forever. Like even Dan's <laughs> back and forth. Serena's super dramatic. Blair's Blair. I don't know. Chuck is chuck i get chuck <laughs> you can't just say every character is what they their character name is chuck is chuck blair is blair I just said dan is dan two. no i said dan is like all over the place he's over here sometimes he's over here <laughs> he is nate's always like i gotta tell my your dad i don't know it's <laughs> it's very interesting you are the worst at describing the show ever or the best <laughs> Someone please make a clip of Carly describing <laughs> the characters of Gossip Girl, please. Jenny's a mess. I want to inscribe this whole episode into text for uh, possibly a deaf audience. <laughs> and that will be the best part of the whole thing. <laughs> oh, man. I should do like, uh, we Transcribe. should do a series where we like on YouTube where we just talk about like shows like this and that's how i describe everything (laughs) i mean blair is blair Blair and dan is is dan and chuck's over here and then he's over there no that's dan dan is over (laughs) here and then he's over there chuck is chuck and he makes sense most of the time what where is serena serena's just a mess (laughs) serena's like probably the person that i get frustrated with the most (laughs) to be honest I haven't seen this show in like <laughs> six years, so I really barely remember it. Oh, but it's so um, new for me. Oh my Flora god! Flora from um, Harry Potter uh, was at the beginning of season three, I think. She's and that was exciting for you. I, Are you almost yeah. done? Can you start watching Glow soon? Um, I don't think I think I'm like midway through season four, to be honest. Because you so. promised me that you would watch Glow. I did after Gossip Girl. I can't. God. Damn it, Carly. I have to watch two movies for for the show 
and Gossip Girl. <laughs> I know, but I told you, I said, Gossip Girl is so long. Why don't you just take a pause and watch Glow? Because Glow is super quick. Because I don't 30 have, minute episodes, I don't only have two strength. seasons. I don't have the strength to pull away. Oh, motherfucker. I'm sucked in. This is very upsetting to me. I feel very like upsetting I feel like when I am running on like four hours of sleep because I couldn't go to sleep. <laughs> Dang it, Carly. Because I need to know what happened next. I'm almost done with rewatching Downton and it's making me really sad because I'm on the last season and I'm like, no, I don't want to attend. I'm on the but at least we're getting a movie, too. right? Yeah. We should you know, it's really together. funny because I'm rewatching it and like, you know, and you never really think of like dudes watching Downton Abbey too much. Um, but like, Tony will just sit and watch it with me and he likes it and he like remembers the episodes better than I do sometimes because it's a good show it is just such an all-around good show it really surpasses any kind of gender norms I agree it's a good show for everybody 100% for all involved cheers all right so what are we doing next week Carly oh I'm so glad you asked we are going to actually be watching Zombieland what neither of us have seen it in a really long time uh, that's I'm so excited. funny because we were just talking about the new zombie land oh my god it's almost like we planned it <laughs> weird so weird um so zombie where is that streaming zombie land is streaming on netflix prime hulu and crackle wow so it's really run the gamut you can watch this movie whether you're subscribed to something or whether you're not because crackle yes. is totally free um, true and then we're also going to be doing Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, which is streaming on Prime and Shudder. Fun Which fact, you have not seen. Yeah, I have not seen that movie. Um, I'm excited. And it's a movie I've been trying to watch forever, but every time I, I start watching it, something happens, and now I have to watch it. And I'm very excited to finally sit through the whole thing. Yeah, it'll be great. And then we'll talk about it. We will. That's part of what we do. What? We watch it. And then we talk about it. That's crazy. Sometimes eloquently, mostly not. Mostly not. Mostly not. All right. Cool. I think that's it. Yeah. Is that it? I, that's it for this week. That is. Until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. Bye.